0: Concerns about the potential for a massive privacy breach in the opioid court cases in Cleveland. The Ohio Health Department prepares for the Chinese coronavirus and people are lining up against a move to shrink Cleveland City Council. It's the wake up from Cleveland.com for Monday, January 27th. I'm Cleveland.com editor Chris Quinn. Will the cause of justice for people harmed by the opioid crisis create a new crisis, a massive invasion of privacy? This comes from a filing by the American Civil Liberties Union in federal court in Cleveland. The ACLU is worried that a judge's order to pharmacy companies to produce prescription records for thousands of opioid lawsuits will harm millions of people by violating their privacy. The organization says in a brief filed in front of the 6th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals the prescription records are afforded privacy under the Constitution because of how revealing they can be about a patient. The ACLU's brief warns of a serious harm that could flow from misuse or inadvertent disclosure. Of this protected information. U.S. District Judge Dan Polster in December ordered the pharmacy companies to produce data that details prescriptions filed across the U.S. since 2006. The data is sought by attorneys suing the companies in more than 2,500 lawsuits. Those lawsuits claim drug companies fueled the opioid epidemic, which has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives in the past two decades. The pharmacy companies, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart, Giant Eagle, and the Ohio-based Discount Drug Mart, balked at pollsters' order regarding the records and asked for help in the appeals court. That's where the ACLU is now spoken up to. Republicans in Ohio, who really don't like to break with President Donald Trump, are criticizing Governor Mike DeWine for something that DeWine says has Trump's approval— Now, Ohio Republican Party Chairman Jane Timken has come to DeWine's defense for the governor's recent decision to accept political and religious refugees in Ohio. After conservative backlash to the decision, Timken wrote to the county party chairs and the state's party central committee members to correct inaccuracies surrounding the issue. She stressed that refugees will be vetted by the Trump administration, will be legal residents of the country, and will not take jobs from Ohioans. We could be looking at a worldwide epidemic with the rapid spread of a new coronavirus in China, and the Ohio Department of Health is on alert. It has put in place a plan to contain and prevent the spread of the illness if it shows up in the state. It has not done so. The medical profession has been given new reporting requirements if it does turn up, and the health department is advising people on steps to take if they get sick. The health department will work with federal and local health agencies to investigate reports of the infection. Members of the public can limit risk if they have symptoms of the virus, which the health department says are high fever, difficulty breathing, and contact with someone who might have symptoms or has traveled to China. If people think they might have it, they should go to the doctor. To avoid it, the health department recommends people wash their hands regularly, follow cough and sneeze etiquette, and stay home from school and work when ill. A lot of people who should not have guns get their hands on them after their guns are stolen from someone. And a week of gun thefts in the Cleveland area has again highlighted the gun owner's responsibilities to secure their weapons. Someone stole a 200-pound safe containing between 20 and 30 loaded guns from a Cleveland man's home. In Cleveland Heights, two gun owners woke up January 17th to find someone stole unsecured guns from their cars. And a gun left out in a Cleveland home Thursday ended up in the hands of a three-year-old boy who shot himself in the leg. Advocates on both sides of the gun debate agree that gun security is paramount for owners. They disagree, however, on how best to ensure that happens. The Ohio Coalition Against Gun Violence believes Ohio should create more laws that would penalize owners who fail to properly secure their guns. Cities like Cleveland had laws like that before Republican state legislators prohibited cities from having their own gun laws. The Buckeye Firearms Foundation says that better education, not new gun laws, is the better way to go. The list of people opposed to a ballot initiative to reduce the size of Cleveland City Council suddenly is growing with some big names. Mayor Frank Jackson strongly opposes the idea, warning that it would reduce the voice of Clevelanders in city government. He called the campaign for it hokey-doke. Cleveland.com columnist Brent Larkin has written something highly critical of the idea, And Norm Edwards, who represents African-American contractors, has added his voice to the chorus of those opposed to the issue. The initiative has been led by an employee of Westlake businessman Tony George's companies, who used paid circulators to gather the signatures needed to get the issue on the ballot. The group says council should be reduced because it is a rubber stamp for the mayor and is not responsible to constituents. Election day is St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. That's when Ohio also will vote on a Democratic candidate for president. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up.